What's up, folks? As always, welcome back in to another edition of NBA Wednesday. As always, Jack, Tom, Tom, Jack, what's up, man? What's up, brother? How's it going? It's going great. We got some NBA basketball. Works over. Yeah, dude. And uh, <laughs> we're actually on the couch today. I know last week we were over in the dining room, Peloton per usual, um, and he's been loving the Peloton, I heard. Crushing it. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna start tracking uh, Peloton. That's his new nickname, Peloton. Uh, his workout journey, as one would say. But uh, Tom is always back at it again another Wednesday talking about NBA hoops. We're going to do a little NBA playoff update. Tom and I are actually watching the Heat and Sixers game right now. That's why we are in the living room. And uh, then we'll also get into a little start bench cut of our favorite playoff NBA fan bases that are we can maybe decide on teams that are still alive or not. And then we will wrap it up with our favorite NBA playoff childhood moments, man. I know you've got a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, I got a great one. I can't wait to hear yours. I can't <laughs> wait to hear. Anyways, um, so we'll dive into some NBA playoffs. Right now, Bucks, Celtics, that's an intense series. 1-1 right now. Warriors and Grizzlies, 1-1. Sixers and Heat, Heat are up 1-0. And then I'm blanking on the other one. I can't believe. Oh, Mavericks and Suns. Suns are up 1-0. So things are just starting off. Yes, I did see that John Morant went off for 47 points last night. Huge performance for him. We can actually get going with that first, Tom. I've been impressed with how John Morant's been able to handle himself. I think that it was a huge bounce-back win for the Grizzlies yesterday. They needed to do that. If they had lost both home games and had to go to Golden State in a 2-0 hole, that'd be pointless. I would hate to do that. I would hate that. Steph at home, I mean. <laughs> oh, no like, way. There's no shot. No, um, thank you. They they needed. I mean, it's it's tough to steal steal games on the road. So if they went down 0-2, I just don't know. It might be a quick series, but this definitely breathes some life back into their uh, into their uh, their journey they're, forward. Their their playoff yeah. their playoff play. Yeah, exactly. yeah absolutely. I'm their playoff right play. There. So I do want to get into the whole Dylan Brooks and the Gary Payton the second foul. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see it? I. I saw like a picture and I, I haven't watched it. I don't think okay. I can watch it. I, I will say for it. Yeah, ESPN played it over a little too much for me. It was pretty pretty brutal. I mean, the guy broke his elbow. I didn't even know you could break an elbow. Um, I know that we have some healthcare professionals uh, joining the live. So for anybody that is in the healthcare profession and knows what that would be like to um, break your elbow, please share. Uh, we would love to know. Um, but anyways, I want to hear from you, Tom. Was Dylan Brooks, was his foul dirty? I've heard a lot of people, they've been coming after Dylan Brooks, and, and I don't really like that. I, I'm, I'm going to stand up for Dylan Brooks on this. I do not think it was a dirty play. I do not think he had any intention, like ill attention behind it. I think people are unfairly attacking a very good player. Yeah, I, so I very briefly saw it, and I, I just I just don't want to see somebody break their elbow. I mean, it takes me back to that Kevin Ware injury, and that made that's oh my god, I almost passed out. So from what I saw, it just looked like a playoff play, right? Like you're not going to let anybody you know get anything easy. So uh, it's tough. What what do you think? I, I just I couldn't watch the end. So here's my thing. Okay, if you watch the whole play from start to finish. It's a fast break situation. So in a fast break situation, good luck stopping a six foot three, 195 pound human being's momentum, right? I mean, you just, I don't understand what some like referees and officiating crews are thinking that these very large human beings can just stop on a dime and all of a sudden physics works like that. You're not going to rip every bone in your body apart. 
So Dylan Brooks going up, Gary Payton II going up, it's a hard foul. There's no question about it, right? I had, I think it was, I was listening to Richard Jefferson today. No, who was I listening to today? I was listening to somebody on TV today. I think it was J.J. Redick. And he was saying JJ. that, and I like J.J., but I had to disagree with him on this. He said that he was not making a play on the ball. It was a little bit hard to make a play on the ball for Dylan Brooks because Gary Payton II had already been in full motion to go up and dunk it. Dylan Brooks was late. He's just trying to make up ground, and he just so happens to catch somebody on the head, whack them, and there's I don't in my opinion there's just, you can't be you can't hold Dylan Brooks responsible for how Gary Payton the second falls. Dude, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like I mean, we've seen I've seen some crazy fouls where people land on their backs and they get up and nothing's wrong with them. It's like if he doesn't break his elbow or like anything. Like I mean, who knows? It's just all, it's such always such such a bang bang play, and anything can happen. It's like I mean, you get hit with the basketball on your finger, and oh, now you've broken it in three places. I mean, yeah, exactly. Are you going to say that's a dirty play, yeah. or, or or coming up and and trying to swipe for the ball and you miss the ball? I mean, this has happened to me where I've come up, tried to make a steal, right? You slap someone in the face, and you like just inadvertently like, and I didn't break the person's nose, but you know this. If it were to get played out in that way, oh, and the person got yeah. that, their nose broken, all of a sudden that person's a dirty player. It's like, I don't think so. I don't like that. I think that there's this weird line that has been blurred in the sand of what is a dirty play and what is a hard play and, and this, that, and the I other. I hate the NBA nowadays. They need, they need to go back to the 90s. I mean, you you watch some of these plays. Well, we don't like, hate the NBA because it's NBA wins. I know, but I, I hate how they officiate now is what I don't. Was, I just, if I could change one thing, it would be the officiating style. I would change the frequency of replays and that reviews. I, that, that annoys ruins me. ruins the game. I, I get that, you know, officiating has changed over time. It is what it is. But the, the replay thing, the reviewing, that can change. I know for a fact that that can change and it needs to change because... I'm sorry, dude, but there's some times when, like, I'm just like, why are they reviewing this? And it, it, it's an obvious, non-flagrant well, situation. Well, here's the problem is that the it, the refs have the ability to do it now, and it's like, they don't want to get screwed, right? They don't want to end up being, you know, the face of why a team lost, right? It's, it's happened many a times, and people, honestly, they get death threats and things like that. So, they're trying to CYA and not get in trouble with the fan base or you know have these things brought upon them but it ruins the game it's like especially the last five minutes of like like the fourth quarter it seems like everything slows down everything's over analyzed especially the foul calls it's like it's ridiculous it's like oh like oh i just caught him right yeah. here trying to go for a block oh, my, my Ooh. Hair. watch out my hair dude Come on. i know yeah Come on. yeah Te- technical was, that's why we were late today i was working on Flagrant. my hair so you're out of here you're thrown out exactly yeah it's just ruining the game it is it is um but anyways, really loving the Grizzlies Warriors series. Uh, Bucks and Celtics is a all-out brawl right now. We looked awful yesterday. Um, I believe Boston made twenty threes as a team. I could be mistaken on that, but what are you going to do if a team makes twenty threes? Right? I mean, what, what what can you? And in all honesty, we were watching the game last night. Milwaukee was not that far out of it. No, I mean, they, they were down 15 with still eight to play in the fourth quarter. Wait, if they had gotten two stops, I kept telling you, they need a stop, and they couldn't get a stop in a bucket. It was always a stop and no bucket, or a stop or no stop and then a bucket. Yeah, I mean, Jason Tatum was making some great plays at the end. I mean, he made a couple bu- buckets where it's just like, you just start losing hope, because then you have to start shooting threes, right? Yep. It's like, if they're ma- if you're trading twos, like, I mean, you're in the same spot, you you just were. So you got to hit a couple threes, and when you're not shooting them well, it's... Be tough to win games in the last couple minutes. Not always, but Jalen Brown played really well. 
you know, he played great. He played way better than he did in game one. They played way better yeah. than they did in game one as yeah. a whole. But, you know? but I was telling, telling you this yesterday. A split on the road, I mean, you'll take that. Absolutely. All day. Especially with us having the non-home court advantage, us taking that first game. Like, we needed that. We needed to get that going into a two-game homestand. Right. Because if not, if we had gone down 0-2, it would have been ugly. And especially without Middleton, too. I mean, that's the whole other conversation of it. Um. I know we haven't really been paying a whole lot of attention. Have you been paying much attention? No, to this it's game? a commercial right now. I know it's I know it's a commercial right now. But have you been watching any of it? I haven't. I've been uh, just briefly. Okay. Um, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this series, Sixers and Heat. I think that they're just like two really weird teams. But I have a weird feeling that the Heat are going to be able to just move past them. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think that the Heat are just going to hopefully cruise. I, I like the Heat. I like Tyler Hero. Boy, six man of the year. Old. Pat Riley has gotten real old, man. I guess yeah, I, mean, I mean he's in his seventies now, right? Yeah, I mean yeah. he's doing something right though. He's doing something right. Yeah, I mean he's built another championship caliber team. I just and we're what now we're actually paying attention to it, but I think James Harden's gotta be a difference maker, man. He he's got to turn it up. Like he's gotta be Houston Rocket James Harden in terms of seeking out his shot, finding his lanes. I mean, right now, and again, this is you know midway through the second quarter. The Sixers have 22 paint points to well now 14 paint points for the Heat. So you know the Sixers team they need to get in the paint. They need to start opening up this defense. Song. I don't know. That was a nice move by Bam though. Ooh, the I like that. That was a nice move. That was a great move. I like Bam a lot. I think he's really good. Speaking of uh, of uh, of Bam, um, Tyler Hero actually. Uh, I saw this uh, the other day, and I'm mentioning this because they're both, you know, former... He went to Kentucky, right? Bam went to Kentucky. Um, I, I'm bad with... Uh, okay, I'm pretty... I, Bam went to Kentucky. I'm almost 100% certain of that. But, uh, so former Kentucky guys, but Tyler Hero, I was watching a clip today, and there was this time where Calipari had said if he had made six straight threes, they would end practice, and he made six straight threes, and they ended practice. It was pretty cool, actually. That's a pretty cool story. Pretty cool story, yeah. Um, anyways, Tom, let's get into some fan bases, man. All right. Start bench cut. All right, you go first. Okay, let's so do let's do – we'll do the Eastern Conference. Do you want to do of teams that are still in it or the teams that made the playoffs? And Team. I'm talking seeds one through eight. Yeah, teams that made the playoffs. Okay, so in the East, I want to go with – let's go with the Hawks. Okay. Let's go with the Heat. Hawks, Heat. And we'll go with... Celtics. Celtics. Hawks, Heat, Celtics. All I right. like it. Let, let me hear it. Start, bench, cut. Hawks, Heat, Celtics, fan bases. Who are you starting? So best fan. Okay. And for people at, at home that are wondering what start, bench, cut is, just basically start, bench, cut, one, two, three. Your kind of ranking of them. Is, if so this is tough. Um, I think I'm going to cut the Celtics... Because I'm a Lakers fan. I think they have a great fan base. <laughs> but then I'm going to... That's that's brutal. I know. You're going to cut the Celtics fan base? Cut that em. hurts. Get them out of here. Yee. I'm going to take the, the, the heat just because I like that Miami vibe. Okay. I'm a beach guy. Okay. You know? With my very fair complexion. I burn very easily, but I love the beach. And then we are going to put the, the Hawks in, uh, in the bench. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start the Celtics fan base. You want to know why? Because those people will love the Celtics no matter what. They will always yeah, love them. That's fair. They, they're a great fan base. They're diehard. If you want, and I know people are very 
very hard on NBA fan bases and say, oh, there's no good fa-. There are good fan bases in the NBA. I think that there's just this overall thinking of, you know, uh, NBA players don't care, NBA fans don't care, whatever, whatever. Anyways, I'm getting on a side tangent. We're starting the Celtics fan base. I'm going to agree with you and bench the Hawks fan base. I, I, I think that, you know, they're kind of just that middle-of-the-road fan base. It's like, whatever. Like, we're glad that the Hawks are good. You know, it's, it's you know, Trey Young's kind of breathed some life into that place. And I'm actually going to cut the Heat fan base, even though they, they kind of get after it. I, I just think that, listen, I think that the Heat fan base, they only show up when their team's good. They're not committed. They are fake. And when you've got the beach right there, it's South Beach, they're more worried about other stuff than than the, than, than the Heat, man. Like, if you've got the Celtics, it's cold in the wintertime. Where do they want to go? Inside. They want to watch some Celtics basketball. What is this guy? Now? I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, Western Conference teams. You want to throw them out? Okay. Yeah. Let's or as uh, Mitchell underscore Carpenter says, uh, the top Thomas comment is, you go first. So do you want me to go first or should you go first? I'm confused. So you go I'll first. go first. You go okay. first. So the teams, let's pick. Ooh, let's do the Suns. Okay. Let's do the Warriors. Okay. And then Minnesota. Okay, I like that. I like that. I actually, I wanted you to say Memphis real bad. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to be that guy. But I wanted you to say Memphis. I was really So we hoping. got the Suns. The Suns, the Warriors, and the Timberwolves. All right, so you go first. Suns, Warriors, Timberwolves. Okay. Who are you start benching cutting? So if this was like old Warriors, like I'm talking Baron Davis, if that's the era we were in, I would start the, the Warriors. But I cannot stand the Warriors fan base. That is literally once they got Steph, like they just came out of the woodworks. Like being back in California, like I'm just like, I am a Warriors fan. I'm like, okay, name somebody on there that's not Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, and they couldn't do it. Yeah. So they're cut. Can't stand them. Um, and then I think yeah, that's got to be the Suns. I love the Suns. I think they got a a good fan base. They've had. I think a lot of heartbreak. Yeah, they have that franchise. They've had a lot stuck of around. Yeah, short ends of the stick. I mean, but like from those Suns days with Steve Nash to now, um, great fan base. Shout out Paulie Nuss, big Suns fan. Um, so I'm going to start them, and then I am going to bench Minnesota, just because wow. I, just because I think that they genuinely do love their basketball. I think they've had a rough time too. Um, but I think now they got they got a lot of promise with Anthony Edwards. Oh, they got a lot to be excited about. Lots to be excited about. And there's not much else to do up there besides watch basketball. Exactly. It's too cold. Yeah. You're not going to go swim in a lake in the wintertime. I know I'm not. Yeah. Because is it called the Land of Lakes or something? Like there's 10,000 lakes in Minnesota? I think so. Is but there actually 10,000 lakes? Los though? Angeles Lakers were. The, the Minneapolis Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. The Mike, I, I know. Mr. Mike in. Yeah, Anyways, um, okay, so what I'm going to say, I'm going to differ, obviously. I'm going to go, actually, I'm going to start the Timberwolves fan base. I was very impressed with them. I thought they came out in full effect, and I know everybody can probably say, oh, you know, they're just just showing up because their team's finally good. Listen, the Timberwolves aren't on TV enough for us to know in the outside world, outside of Minnesota, what Timberwolves fan base is like. So True. I don't know if we can really say, they just came out of nowhere. No, we probably just haven't seen them because they don't show Timberwolves games. So I'm going to start the Timberwolves fan base. 
I'm going to bench the Suns fan base because I think that they are very passionate about their team, no question. But I think that they can easily become distracted. They can easily become interested in Cardinals football. Definitely not Diamondbacks baseball, but Cardinals football. <laughs> you know, Arizona Arizona basketball or Arizona State, whatever. So I'm going to I'm going to bench the Suns uh, fan base, and then I'm going to cut the Warriors fan base because to your point, Tom, I feel like they just have kind of all of a sudden appeared when Steph Curry was drafted. And it's very similar to the Heat. I just feel like all of a sudden when LeBron James came to my, I mean, yeah, you know, when Shaq was there a little bit, sure, yes, they were, you know, big and strong and, you know, a a force of a fan base. But I think really since LeBron James was there, you know, that's when it really was like, oh, let's all be Heat fans all of a sudden. Same thing. So I'm going to start the Timberwolves fan base. I'm going to bench the Suns fan base. And I'm going to cut the Warriors fan base. Chopping block. I love it. There you have it. Um, well, uh, we'll close out the show with a little. Uh, we'll share some favorite fan moments or favorite uh, childhood NBA playoff moments. Tom, you go first, man, because I know you got a good one. Yeah, so, I'm gonna pull this microphone much closer to you, so people, I th- everybody at home, get a little bit closer too. I was looking at the the other day. Was it 2006 or 2007? I can't remember what year. I, I have to like. I, I always go back because I was so young. But I went to the Lakers versus Suns playoff series so we were there at staples center nosebleeds i mean it's crazy like i can remember it like like yesterday so loud um and it was the game where um it went to to overtime they like stole the ball hit like a layup to send it to overtime with like a couple seconds left uh, i think does it was it Co- and it wasn't kobe that hit the layup it was um maybe it was but somebody hit the jump shot after yeah somebody hit the layup to send it to ot and then Kobe ends up stealing it, or they get it like a deflection or something. And then Kobe hits the game winner at the very end. Just boom, right, right around the free throw line. And the place goes absolutely nuts. Like, I can't believe I went to that game. But, I mean, you see it all the time on, like, highlight reels. Um, so me and my dad went to that. That was my first bas- NBA game ever, actually. Um, one of the best memories I have. And oh, pretty cool I got to see Kobe play. Yeah. I see him play twice, so. To see that shot was absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. I went to a couple Wizards playoff games, but like nothing of like memorable note. Actually, I take that back. There was this one time. It was actually during that period when the Wizards had you know my favorite player growing up, Gilbert Arenas, until they traded him away. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, and they were playing the Cavaliers, and I remember Anderson Varejao blocked. I think it was Antoine Jameson's shot, but he grabbed the net. And like push the ball through it, and everybody in the stands was like, "That's a goal, ten blah 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 blah." But the ref ruled that because the ball, I can't remember what it was, but it did not go in favor of the Wizards, and it was just the most deflating thing ever. <laughs> it was just the whole arena had the air just sucked out of them. It was awful. But another big childhood moment in the NBA playoffs that will always stick out to me is the. Warriors beating the Mavericks and upsetting them. Yep. Um, that's a really big one for me. I'll always remember those Baron Davis, Richard Jefferson teams, and like Dirk Nowitzki's team that was, I think, they were better than they were when they won the championship in 2011, and the Warriors still beat them. Um, I don't know if Baron Davis's dunk on Andre Kirilenko was a playoff moment or not. Was that a playoff moment? I, I couldn't tell you. I feel like that might have been. I don't know. But we'll we'll push that one to the side because that that's an overall favorite NBA moment, moment for me. But I think 
Hmm. Another NBA playoff moment as a child. What's another one for you then? We'll share one more and then we'll get out of here because I got to make some dinner. I'm starving. That uh, Kobe to Shaq lob. Mm, yeah, and he points at him. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, I think, probably one of the best. Okay, I like that one. That is a very good one. I would have to say, after that, for me, hmm, hmm, this is going to be tough. This is tough, folks. This is really hard. I'm actually kind of like... Watching your Bucks play? Well, that's, like, more recent. Like, when I was a kid, the Bucks were terrible. Yeah. Like, I remember when the Bucks first made the playoffs, and if I'm not mistaken, it was like they had a losing record. Like, they had to play the Heat when they had LeBron James. They got pummeled. Yeah. Um, actually, like the two at two years uh, when I started rooting for the Bucks, two years prior, they had they had made the playoffs. They lost to the Pistons though, but that was when they were still purple and green. I would say another playoff moment for me that really stands out would most likely be here's a good one: LeBron James against the Pistons when they went into double overtime, and it was either semifinals of the Eastern Conference or the finals of the Eastern Conference, and he scored like. 25 of his team's 28 points in the two overtimes. Like, he literally couldn't miss. Yeah. He was just another worldly human that day. That was wild, because I remember watching that, and then I remember watching the replay and just being like, I can't believe he did that. Like, for two overtimes, he just could not be stopped. But it was really wild. That's pretty cool, yeah. Young LeBron was awesome to watch. Le- young Don't LeBron like him was, now. Yeah, LeBron, young LeBron when he had Larry Hughes and... All those other guys on the team, that, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, man, that was another great show. Yeah. I had a great time. I don't yeah. know about you, but yeah. as another always, solid pleasure. show. Yeah, thanks for joining us today, folks. Uh, this will be going up, as always, right after the audio. We'll be uploaded a little bit later tonight for you all to check out tomorrow. Make sure you're checking it out. Make sure you're checking them out. And Tom, let them know again. Check it out. Check it out. All right, folks, as always, another great show. We'll clap it up. Clap it up, as always. And uh, Tom, final words. Go Bucks. Fear the deer. Fear the deer.